Hello. Wow. Finally. Uh, good morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, in the previous service I sang, I'm not going to let you. Yeah. Same song. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Let's go once more. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy. And then in your game. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be. I promise you, next time I'm going to the idols. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I must tell you, you guys have a wonderful pastor, a really an amazing leader, a, a, a really, if I were you, I would stand up, clap hands, let's stand up and honor them, and Mrs. Rogers, hallelujah, come on, come on church, clap the hands, clap the hands, glory, woo, hallelujah. We really, we really appreciate you, Pastor Ross and Mrs. Rogers. We really appreciate the great work you're doing for the city, for the country. Obviously, in the church, you're making a big impact, but the country can feel your presence, can feel the great initiatives that you're making in the country, uh, particularly in the city, not just in Florida Road, but the city can feel your presence. And we really thank God for you and for your life and for your family. May God continue to bless you in Jesus' name. Let's just give, give him a clap, once, a clap of hands once more. One day, I was just preaching. It was normal. I had been like five, six years in preaching. I'm with my wife before I start, with my wife, before I get into trouble. You know, uh, the Zulus that understand the Sugumam Gambak Bone. We say it in, 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 if I were to do a tra direct translation, it's stand up, my wife, and let everyone see you. <laughs> um, my wife of 16 years, I've got my son at the back. We've got three kids, 13, 11, and 7. Um, the 13 year old boy is here, and then the, the daughter and the son, and the younger son, they are in Peter Marospec. They attended a function last night. Um, one day, it was in 2011, it was normal. I was preaching, it was very normal. Uh, I had been in the ministry for five, six years. You know, I thought I was doing well. Um, I was preaching works, and uh, if you don't do this and you don't do that, you're not going to go to heaven. Um, I picked up a book, um, Destined to Reign by Joseph Prince. It changed my life. But there's one scripture that the Lord spoke to me through. Luke chapter 4. If you can open the scripture, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Actually, two scriptures that I'm going to share uh, just very briefly and then go to my presentation. Luke chapter 4, um, verse, verse 18 
the Spirit of the Lord is, has anointed you to proclaim the good news to the poor. I was not proclaiming the good news, I was proclaiming the bad news. I was telling them that they're not going to go to heaven if they don't, you know, if they wear a trouser. Uh, <laughs> if, they, if they don't wear a duke, if they don't do this and they don't do that, I was very, very work-based. The church was full, but I was feeding them poison. And one day when that happened, but that scripture doesn't only speak about the good news only, it also told me to free them from imprisonment, help them to recover their sight, to see the goodness of the Lord, to see their potential. And then God showed me Genesis 26. He showed me the entire chapter where Isaac wanted to go somewhere in Egypt, and God said, don't go to Egypt, but go to Philistines. Stay in Philistine and engage the king, King um, Abimelech. There are two things I wanted to pick up this morning from, this from these two texts. I was in business. I thought I was doing very well. I was making money, really making quite a lot of money, consulting, doing a whole lot of things, you know. Um, money was coming in. The wife was happy. I could buy her plenty horse and stuff, as you know. You know, so <laughs> if, the, if the minister of finance is happy, then everything is good, you know. <laughs> Okay, maybe not just the minister of finance, but the prime minister too, everything. Um, you know, so if the boss is happy, then, you know, things are fine. But the Lord said to me, you're not making impact. The Lord said to me, like I did with Isaac, I want to take you to the next level in your business. I was doing property, we were, both myself and my wife were doing property, but things in property didn't really go that well. We were doing property and a whole lot of other things, but money was coming in. And, and the Lord said to us, well, so to me, and then I said to, 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 my, to the boss, um, <laughs> and the Lord said to me, I, like, I know you like what you're doing, but that's not what I called you for. What I called you for is to make an impact beyond you making money. In other words, this was not just about you, your wife, and your family. At the time, we had two kids, and the third one was in the time. Who knows? Maybe the fourth one is coming to may the Lord bless us. <laughs> now, the point I'm making is I was happy I was making money, but that was not God said to me, I'm now taking you to the next level. Shout and say, next level. You know, you're like, you're typically in a black church this morning. <laughs> so you're going to be preaching along with me, eh? I'm going to be saying, touch your neighbor, do this to the right, to the left, high five. So brace yourself, please. <laughs> Am I, are you ready? <laughs> right. So, so, so God said to me, like Isaac. If you see what Isaac did, Isaac created the entire value chain. Isaac, he, he, he opened the holes 
his, 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 Abraham's boreholes. He dug those boreholes. When he was digging the boreholes, the Bible says he sowed and he reaped a hundredfold. I would like to believe if you have a harvest that you are not selling, it doesn't make you rich. Oh, am I speaking to the right people here? I love, I mean, can you see my big tummy? It loves amen. Now, so give it to me. Now, now, so it, it doesn't, so God said to me, I want you to create the entire value chain of the education system. Like Isaac, it was not just for him to plant. He planted the seed, sowed the seed, and he, using the boreholes, he had an irrigation scheme. Oh, am I talking to the right church? He then arranged the logistic system to take the harvest. Ah, oh, I'm not talking to the right church. I'm not getting the amen. Are you, are you hearing me this morning? He then had the entire logistics system for the trucks. I will call them donkeys, but let me, let me call them trucks. <laughs> for the trucks to take the harvest. Because if the lettuce is in my garden, it doesn't make me money. It doesn't make me rich. I've got to take it out. And then he went to spa and check us. That is Isaac then. Oh, <laughs> he went to spa and check us and shop right and boxer and sold all his harvest. So the harvest made him rich. And God said to me, develop a value chain in the education system. As part of developing the value chain in the education system, there is one word that the Lord clearly spoke to me and said, impact. So what I want to speak to you about this morning is impact. Using my testimony, I want to speak to you about how can you make impact in your area. You are not called to be an educator like me, but God has called you to be whatever you are. Let me just give you one last example. In the book of Matthew, Peter came to Jesus and said, Hey, brah, we have a problem. Caesar wants what belongs to him. So we have to pay the taxes. Jesus said, Okay, cool. Um, go to, I mean, Jesus is Lord. He's, he's God. He's supernatural. He, can, he turned water into wine. You know, he healed the sick. The lame, when, they, oh, when he arrived, the lame would walk. You know, the blind received sight. So, so he had that supernatural power in him. But instead of saying to Peter, let's turn these this stones into money. Let's turn, oh, Father, thank you that you're going to give us the four dinar, what are they called? Let's call them four million rands. Okay? I love money, so I work in millions. And, you know. <laughs> I think in millions. Okay? Let's say it was four million rands just for simplicity. Okay? So he paid 4,000 4, rands. 4, rand, and he said, Peter, go back to your calling. Go back to what you were doing when I met you. Use your calling, and your calling will give you money. He, oh, <laughs> he said, Peter, go back to your calling. Go back to what I called you to do. What, no. So Peter went back to the calling. Uh, Peter was called to be a fisher of men. 
Uh, but he said, well, if you need money, go back to what you were doing, to the skill that you've got. And using that skill, Peter got the 4,000 rand. So I want to say to you this morning, you can make it preach to the neighbor now, okay? I told you, I warned you, not surprising you. Preach to the neighbor and say, make an impact. So I'm saying to you this morning, you can make an impact. But it's between you and God. And remember, God doesn't speak the same way. He spoke to Moses through a burning, a burning bush. He spoke to Nehemiah through the, 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 the burden. He spoke to... He, sp he speaks in different ways. That's, that's the point I want, to, I want you to, uh, to understand. He speaks in different ways. He spoke to Ruth through private pressure, to public pressure. So he speaks in different ways. So it is between you and God as to how you can make an impact. Don't think I'm here to impose the way God spoke to me. It's between you and God. Now let's, okay, let's just set up the ground rules when I, and then you know the next slide. Okay. We want to look at the, at some statistics this morning. 20, just a group between the age of 25 and 34. If 41% 40, of those between the age of 25 and 34 who are actively looking for a job, 41% of them are currently unemployed. But when they get metric, that number improves to 32.4. So there's a 9% jump. There's a 9% improvement if they get metric. And it's even better when they graduate from a university or university of technology, they get that number jumps to about 13%. In other words, it improves from 41 all the way to 13%. Isn't that great? That's what we want everyone to be sitting at, at least at 12%, 13%. However, our biggest challenge as a country is poverty and unemployment. It is the biggest challenge which leads to a number of socioeconomic challenges that we as a country are currently facing. I bet we all want to stay here. It's a beautiful country. There's no country more beautiful than this. We do visits. You know, next week, uh, on Friday, we're going to Dubai and Istanbul. But guess what? Just for a couple of days, because when you leave South Africa for a week or two, when you come back, you miss it so much. You miss the weather. You miss everything about it. You miss the, 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 the warmth of the people. So when we... However, these two challenges remain. What can, I, what can we do? This is me. So I'm taking you on my journey and how the Lord spoke to me in 27, 2011 about making an impact. Shout and say impact. This is Sipo. Sipo is seven years. He started grade one this year. Now the question is, Sipo along with 1.2 million other learners, where are they going to be in 2035 when Sipo is 23 years of age? Is he going to join? That's a 23-year-old, by the way, on the right-hand side. He looks old because of poverty. And that's another 23-year-old, same age. But the circumstances 
have led them to look differently. Is Sipo going to join the men on the left or is Sipo going to join the men on the right? The truth is, I'm sure all of us are praying that the 1.2 Sipo and no Sipos, all of them join the men on the right. Praying is one thing, but the next step is the doing. If, if imagine, I want you this morning to imagine a world, and this is my call. Imagine a world, and this is what those told me to do, where everyone is educated, where everyone is skilled. They've got skills. So as part of this journey, as part of this journey, this is the speaker in front of you. He was as cute as he is now. Never changed, ladies and gentlemen. But there's a difference between that 16-year-old. I was doing my trick then. That 16-year-old was selling hot dogs and a taxi conductor, staying in a madhouse. But education transformed him. That opportunity of getting education made him to be who he is today. So I'm saying... I just want to speak to you for a couple of minutes. This speaker in front of you started that journey in 2011. The first thing he did, he bought an artisan school, which at the time was small, and grew it to be something substantial. With, please, in your heart, don't say I'm boasting, but I bought a school an artisan school that was based in Jacobs, losing money. It, had a, it was losing 8 million rands a year. Turned it around in the first year. And this year, I got an offer of 130 million rands from a bank. <laughs> That's not the exciting news. You know what is exciting? Is that I rejected the offer. You know why? Because their vision and my vision was not the same. It's not about the money. It's about the impact. It's about the calling. And God has called me. I must say, my wife helped me a lot. I can't lie, because I was tempted. <laughs> Temptations were there, but my wife kept praying for me. It's the other way around, yeah? It's not usual. It's supposed to be, you, honey, you can't leave that offer. Imagine this. Oh, no. <laughs> God spoke to her, and she said, no. What are they going to do with that company? Are they going to continue with the vision that the Lord told you to implement? The point I'm making is, it's about the calling. Touch your neighbor and say, the calling. The And then in 2019 this year, we opened Canaan College. And um, we are busy rolling out Canaan Colleges. We, we bought a school in Nottingham Road. You know Kings? We bought Kings. It's in Nottingham Road. It's a 97-year-old school. 
used to be owned by the Mitchells. It's owned by the Kambulas now. And the support we've received from the community is amazing. The community of Nottingham Road and the people from throughout the country. The point I want to make is within the next three years, four, three, four, uh, 24, 2024, I don't know how many years, you can calculate, it's a Sunday morning, please forgive me. <laughs> By 2024, we're going to have 15,000 learners in the three coastal provinces, which is KwaZulu-Natal, Eastern Cape, as well as Western Cape. In February next year, we actually bought a uh, country club of a golf course in PE uh, where we're building two schools next year. We're building two schools in PE. But we are growing to Western Cape and we're building more in Richards Bay. Newlands here in Devon. Uh, Newlands, we're building a technical school there. And then uh, a couple in Peter Mother's Bay. The point is, the Lord told me to make an impact. Touch your neighbor and say, impact. Go to the right one. The other one didn't see you and say, impact. The Lord told me to make an impact. One fascinating thing, which I shared in the morning service, in the early service, is that we have 300 learners in our school. 20% of them, there's about 40% that were unsaved. 20% of them got saved this year. Now, the impact is not just from an educational perspective only, but it's also to saving their souls. Now, imagine when we have 15,000. Effectively, we could be having 3,000 learners getting saved every year. Touch your neighbor again and say, impact, brother. Impact, sister. <laughs> Industry is saying, companies are saying, we want, we want to employ people. Where are they? But the problem is, they don't have problem-solving skills, aptitude, knowledge, or the correct skills. So the, the, so the question, as a result, we are unable to build this prosperous city that we all wish for. Your pastor is so passionate about changing the city of Deben. He, the initiatives he's making to change the city of Deben. What can I do and what can you do to make an impact so that we can see this transformation in the city? So that you can see a city that you all want to happily live in. So that you can see a city that is transformed, that is changed, that is not the same as Johannesburg or Port Elizabeth or any other city. I strongly believe the potential of Devon is amazing. We haven't seen what God is going to be doing in Devon. However, God is expecting you and me to do something. God is saying, is challenging you and me this morning. He's saying you are the light of the world. You must not be hidden for his glory. Can I repeat it? You are the light of the world, and you must not be a light that is hidden, not just for yourself and your family, like I was doing, 
Like I was happily making money. The Lord said, no, 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 not for your, not, be the light, not for your family. Because I was the light, but for my family. But he said, no, 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 be the light to the world, of the world. Don't be hidden. Because when you're doing it for money and your family, you're hidden. But number three, for my glory. Someone can say, no, but I don't have a trust fund. I don't inherit any money. You and me are the same, brother, sister. <laughs> you and me are the same. We did not inherit anything. But we've got Christ on our side. We've got an inheritance that is above all. And the Bible is clear. Seek the kingdom of God first, Matthew 6, 33. And everything shall fall into place. So, more, God uses one man. Shout and say, one man. Okay, don't say I didn't warn you. Shout, I said shout. I didn't say speak. I said shout and say, one man. God used Moses to deliver three million people. It was not a group of people. It was one man. It was one person, man and woman, obviously. Oh, now you're included, okay? <laughs> okay? He used Jonah to deliver a city. He used Nehemiah. He used Paul to go to the Gentiles. The point I'm making this morning is God can use you. Touch your neighbor once more and say, God can use you. And it doesn't require money. And that's the interesting thing. It doesn't require money. You can use your skills. So what am I saying to you? What skill can you impart to someone? For me, it was education. But for you, it could be cooking. It could be baking. It could be sewing. It could be something. It could be engineering. It, it could be anything. Guess what? We all wait until we have a lot of money to make an impact. We all wait until we can impact a hundred people. Don't wait for a hundred. Start with one person. The journey of a thousand miles. Start with one person. Start with one person. As you develop more capacity, you can take the second and the third and the fifth. But the issue that my challenge, what I'm challenging you on this morning is that make an impact. I can tell you, if we have a skilled city, a city that has a skilled workforce, a city that has low, very low unemployment, very low poverty, we can comfortably walk at night, at 1 a.m., at 3 a.m., and say, we are safe, we are happy, we, are, we want everyone to come and experience this beauty. Two weeks ago, a new promenade was open. The truth is, we still have challenges. Only you and me can make an impact to change those challenges. God bless you. I know some of you have to run. Just give it two minutes. Quickly, your school. So I went just before it opened, just after it opened the third time. And the first time I went, it was, there was litter everywhere. Second time I went, there was less. The third time I went, the area was clean. Tell us what happened. Our learners have been taught to impart what they learn in school 
in the immediate community. There's a squatter camp. Our neighbors are squat, as, is a squatter camp, by the way. So there's a squatter camp nearby that was just littering the entire area. And we said to the kids, you must take what you teach you in class and come up with innovative solutions to deal with littering problems. They, they therefore started a campaign, went out into the community and taught them, you know, created an awareness campaign and taught the community. They taught the little ones. And the little ones are the ones that are take, telling the parents not to litter. It's not, the, it's not the adults. It's the little ones. Mom, you can't do that. So that's one. But we've also taught our kids to impact in their neighborhood. You know, Umlaz is quite a big um, township. It's got various sections, A up to Z. So whether you stay at J or S section or Z section, we say impact here, impact in your community as well, in your neighborhood. The difference that these kids are making, some of them are five, eight years, some are 12 years, some are 14. The difference they are making in their communities is amazing. And it's all for the glory of the Lord. It's awesome, man. Forward to, I want you to find that declaration. For that, this declaration, these kids say every single day. And uh, if you're a parent, you probably want to listen to this because this is what our kids need to say every single day because it changes them. And as, as you listen to this, it'll blow you away. They say this declaration twice a day. So every morning when they start school and then every afternoon as they leave school. We used to say a particular declaration when we were young the Zulu speakers will remember it. It's exactly the same thing, but um, a lot more with a lot more content. I am, it goes like this. I am the child of the Most High God. I am unique. The blessings of the Lord are upon, are upon my life. I respect my teachers, my fellow learners, and my parents. My mouth only speaks positive words. I am not average, but I will change her. I am an entrepreneur. I see, think, and innovate. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In Jesus' name, amen. We currently have 20 volunteers from our church who are going to be mentors in the school. Um, but if we want to help you more, how do we go about it? What do you want? <laughs> a difficult question. We'd love more mentors. Um, you know, people that can mentor our high school learners. Um, it doesn't involve any money. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, spending an hour with them, either electronically, you know, through Skype or Google Meet, or actually face-to-face, -face depending on the program. Bless you. Church, why don't you give a hand to one of the more inspiring people in our city? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted you to be inspired, and I wanted you to, to just grab hold of your life and go, maybe there's one. Maybe the one might be the next in Tlantla. So let's, let's just stand. I'm going to pray over you.
And Lord, I feel your presence so strongly. And God, we are so humbled by your ability to take a 16-year-old taxi conductor and transform him to impact the city we live in. And God, here's my life, use me. Whatever you want to do, Lord, big or small, I want to be used by you. So Holy Spirit, will you come into each of us and impart something that can shift the city, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.